0: Hey, this is Nicole Herring, and you are listening to The Spark Series, a podcast created to inspire women to emerge from the fog of motherhood and pursue the passionate, creative life she desires, even if she's a mom. So pop in your earbuds, enjoy a 10-second dance party, and let's get moving. Whether you're catching up on laundry, taking a walk, or making a grocery run, it's time to take 20 and get inspired. Let's do it. hey, hey, good morning, everybody. I am kind of off to a late start. And when I say late start, I mean, it's like 6.15 in the morning, people. And even though I have been up for, I don't know, like two hours, I didn't get out of bed when I woke up today. Um, I don't know. I was just feeling tired and feeling comfortable and I didn't want to get out of bed. And then, you know, there's that like thought where suddenly you're like, okay, you have things that you need to do you are comfortable and if you don't get out of bed in this moment um you will do some sort of self-sabotaging Well, you won't get the things done that you want to get done And you'll go down that dark and um, twisty path of feeling like a failure. So in an instant, I decided to get my butt out of bed and stop scrolling aimlessly on Instagram and Facebook and get up and do the stinking podcast. And I say stinking podcast because I love being on here. But man, sometimes what I think it's going to mean for me is there's like a bit of processing that is going to constantly happen. And so, um the thing I want to talk about today is judgment, fear of judgment, and what's the best way to really justify what you're doing in your life, okay? So, the thing of it is is that when you decide to do something different than you've always done, you're not the only one who has to overcome the conditioning of who you are. Okay, so there's like you have bad habits, you might want to make good habits, you work on that. You have a, a normal way of behaving, you want to change your behavior, you have to change the conditioning. Okay, so when a person or a mom, particularly a mom, I guess, when she decides she wants to live her life with purpose and passion, Things are going to have to change, like the way that she shows up in her life is going to be different, and so, for example, of course, this is this example is going to come from me, and I have just a little bit of insight, and if I, I hope this resonates with you. So, once upon a time, there was a mom, and then she became ambitious. Oh my gosh, what a shame. What a sad story. She was a mom and then she decided to do something different uh, with her life um, and she no longer was a mom. What the F? Okay, that's not even a real story. You don't become a mom and then decide to do something ambitious and to pursue your life of passion and purpose And then stop being a mom, okay? And so when you feel like people are putting judgments on you for doing something different than you've already been doing, Um, I want to ask, like, does that have an emotional charge for you? And if so, let's talk about why. Let's talk about what that means as far as having a a response to somebody else's opinion, okay? Because fear of judgment is not a way to justify your life or to justify your own behavior or to justify the choices that you make. Fear of judgment is actually an inside process, and it has nothing to do with the person who's actually – on the outside doing the judgment. Okay. So, um, owning, owning the good parts, the bad parts and the powerful sides of who you are is the most important part of anybody's journey. Okay. So I feel like that's what we want to learn in life is who we are and what we're made for and what we're made of. And like, what are my good parts? There are parts of me that I don't actually love, but like, but do I have to? Do I have to cut off my arm if it causes me from doing bad things? Like, how about I just recondition myself and my mind so that my arm doesn't do the things that I that it's not supposed to do? Okay, so that's I don't know. There's there's a bit of a biblical reference, and I'm not. I don't know how to speak and quote scripture. And that's not what this is about, but it's just, it's the conditioning of the person in their mind. And it actually has nothing to do with the action or the behavior. And it's all about, um, your habits or your mindset or the beliefs that you hold to be near and dear. Okay. So when I am getting, uh, judgments from people about becoming a working mom, Uh, the reason why that creates an electric charge in me that makes me feel upset or makes me feel judged or makes me feel whatever is not because of what they believe, but it's because of what I believed for the longest time. I believed that being a working mom meant you were a half ass mom. And this isn't coming from a place of judgment. This is coming from, I was raised by a single mom and she was doing the best that she could. Um, and... She felt like at times that she couldn't show up the way she wanted to for us kids because she had to work. So like she couldn't go to the afternoon softball games. She couldn't go be on, um, you know, the field trips and chaperone things like there was a lot of things that she missed out on. Because she was working. And for me, that created a long held belief that if you work, you can't be the kind of mom who's able to show up for her kids in the way that she desires. Okay. So there's the belief. And so I've been shifting my belief and trying to change the way I view motherhood and working and careers and being a woman and being a wife. And how is it possible to be all of those things and do it powerfully? Okay. Not perfectly powerfully how can i do that for the world how can i do that for my family how can i do that for me so there's the thing is that the long held belief was that you cannot be a working mom and be a good mom it was a half fast job whether you were at work or at home you were only half there okay that was the belief so when i get when i get feedback or uh, the constant disapproval or the judgments from other people about me having a career again and saying I'm going back to work. Um, And when I feel affected by that judgment and affected by those opinions and affected by that disapproval, it's that old belief coming back up again that you cannot do both really well. And all I'm trying to do is recondition my brain and have a belief that I can work five, six hours a day. And do it really well and be plugged into my career and then when my kids come home from school be really plugged into them I can have a 30 20 to 30 hour work week and be financially um, and 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 career or uh, professionally fulfilled like right like I can have a part-time schedule, making a full-time income. That's what I'm going for, right? Like that's what I really desire is to be able to say, Hey, guess what? I can work 20 to 30 hours a week and be a mom who's available for her kids. I can take days off to go on the field trips and participate when if, when I, when I want to, or when the, you know, when I feel led to do so, like, you can't go on every field trip, mama. Okay. You can't provide every snack. You can't do everything. And if you do that, then first of all, you might be taking away from some of the other moms who want to be able to like do that for their kids too. There's only a certain number of chaperones that can go on a field trip. And if you're volunteering for every single one of them, and you think that that's your job is showing up for your kid is by doing everything all the time. I want you to just like, Breathe in for a second and just say, like, if I don't show up for this or if I don't automatically volunteer my time and my hands and my feet, my energy, um, does that create a space for another mom? To be able to do that. Okay. So I don't know. It used to be, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's different now, but it used to be that there was only a certain number of chaperones that they would accept for a class. And so sometimes you would turn in your sheet to say you would be willing to chaperone, and they would say, sorry, we're all filled up. You snooze, you lose. And maybe just taking a moment to pause and not submitting yourself to be available in that moment, maybe like allowing that pause means that other people who are submitting themselves to be chaperones can do it. I don't even know how I got off on the chaperoning tangent, but I just, I, I just want to say that like, just because I'm a stay at home mom doesn't mean that, you know, or I was a stay at home mom doesn't mean you have to show up and do everything, all the things all the time. Okay. Let other moms be able to show up and do that for their kids too. Um, and now that you're a working mom you can have some flexibility, right? Like this is me talking to myself. Like you can show up when it feels right, or if there's a, a a a field trip that your kids are super excited and they really want you to go. Or if they're like, whatever, it's not a big deal. Like ask your kids, like is this if if, if I could go on three field trips this year like which one would be most important to kid A and which one would be most important to kid B and which one would be most important to kid C? And I say that because I have three kids, but like if I'm going to be doing three, three chaperoning three times a year, um, then which one makes most sense for your family and for your kids and for your time and for whatever? Um, and that could be if you're a working mom or a stay at home mom. OK, so start with getting really clear on what is the belief that you have held for a long time. And then like zone in on that instead of going down the, the whirlwind of, of emotion or the vortex of emotion that can happen. If you allow yourself to feel judged, uh, go to that place of fear or, you know, just, I don't know, go down that dark and twisty path of path, dark and twisty path of mom guilt. Like, mom guilt is, is, does nothing for this world. Mom guilt is not creating positive action, positive experiences. It's just, it it does, it's like time to be done with the mom guilt. So if you're suffering from mom guilt, I'm going to do another podcast about that, but like mom guilt's got to go. Okay. So, um, when you recognize that, when you suppress like your personal judgments on yourself or your personal beliefs is the reason why you're experiencing the judgment. Like that's when you can start to reclaim your power and reclaim, you know, your, your own emotions and say, I am not going to allow this conditioning way of believing to affect me anymore. I am going to instead um, acknowledge that that old belief came up and then choose the new thoughts and the new beliefs. And so I choose to believe that being a mom who uh works can also be a badass mom. Like you can be a career woman who's a, who's badass in her motherhood. Um and that's the new belief that I'm moving into and you know I just I want to remind you and it goes both ways, okay? So like if somebody else is is doing something and uh, or if somebody else is now putting you as, as a responsible person for their emotion or what they're experiencing, like it goes both ways. Okay. Um, for example, if, and these are all experiences that I've had personally experiences that I've experienced with friends and family or whatever, like, everything that I talk about comes from experiences. Okay. So, uh, just know that I'm not sitting here pointing the finger at what other people are doing wrong, but this is part of my life and how I view things. Um, and sometimes this is from my own behavior and sometimes it's from others. So, um, when somebody is late and you get really, really frustrated and annoyed that somebody else is late, that you have, you know, set aside a certain amount of time to, to be somewhere and, um, and whatever, like, and then somebody shows up late and you're really annoyed and bothered and frustrated. Um, why is that? Like, is it really because that person was late or do you have a habit of rubbing late? Or do you have a habit of not honoring your own time or your own word or your own, whatever, like stop looking to others for being at fault for your, Emotions, and do, you know, in your reactions to things, and and say, what is this reflecting in my life? Like, what is it that I have experienced from in my within myself, and what is it about this behavior that is causing me to react? Okay, so taking. Judgments about the way people are living their life, if that's causing you to experience, I don't know, jealousy, frustration, anger, um, whatever, If, if the behavior of somebody else is causing you to have an emotional response within your own body, then that is a suppressed belief or a suppressed judgment that you have on yourself. And so how can you stop in the moment, let go of that emotion, acknowledge it, you know, and just say, okay, what does this really mean? Cause it's, if it's never about the other person and it's always about something that you've got going on within yourself, how can you reframe what your emotion is and acknowledge and own what's going on? Okay. So here's another example that I have for you. Um, I, I have a friend who had, you know, changed jobs and was switching gears and was going from working for um, a company to working for herself, and you know, her her schedule was changing, and um, and I guess there was just certain things like call schedule, all kinds of stuff that was going to be different. Um, Before this happened, she was still working for herself. And, or no, she's, she was still working from home, but she wasn't working for herself. Right. So she was working on the time clock of somebody else, but has the ability to work remotely. And now she's, she's changing that. She's still working remotely, if you will, but she works for herself. And so there's a lot of things that are changing more stuff's falling on her shoulders and she's got a lot to do. And one day on the phone, she blows up on, at me and, and starts yelling because she doesn't feel respected. She doesn't feel like I am supporting her and recognizing how hard it is for her to go from working um, you know, uh, you know, this job and now she's working for herself, and you're you're calling me during the workday, and she feels completely disrespected and unsupported and not, you know, I'm not recognizing what she's doing. And it, it totally, it took me just to- by total surprise, okay? Like, I was not expecting that to happen. You have to realize, like, for five years, like, we have had a semi-regular call schedule. Um, and I almost always, we almost always talked during the day. And so whether she was walking on her lunch break or she was walking, you know, home from work or she, you know, whatever, it, during her commute, like, it just seemed like we we had at certain times a certain kind of call schedule and since she had been changing her her career like it didn't our call schedule never really changed and so i felt really terrible and i'm like am i a really unsupportive friend am i a really disrespectful person who doesn't take other people's time into consideration like i went down a very dark and twisty path for a certain amount of time because I felt like gosh, how could I be so insensitive? How could I have not known how she was feeling? And I really was beating myself up for not knowing better. And 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 then I had another experience with a different friend who also did the same thing where she was going from working for a company and has the blessing of working remotely and, you know, work from home and had a certain amount of flexibility in her schedule. And then she decided to go off and work for herself and more fell onto her shoulders because she was no longer working with the team. And she was only, you know, working um, with herself and, and starting to have other people, you know, like per like team up with her for specific projects. But she was doing a lot. And you know what? She was so amazing and clear and communicated and just said, Hey, I know we used to go walking um during the week, but now my call schedule is going to be shifting and I'm really going to be protecting my work hours. And so like, we're not going to be able to walk at that time. Like, when else can we schedule that? And I was like, Oh, awesome thanks for letting me know and then it was like oh guess what um i because i get up so early like i probably won't be able to go out and do happy hours during the week anymore like you know let's let's get on a different type of schedule let's do brunch on saturday or let's do whatever and she was like clearly communicating boundaries not because i was a person who was overstepping the boundaries but because she was creating new boundaries for herself so that she could be successful in her career and it took me time but i finally was able to reconcile and remove the guilt and let go of all the frustration from the previous relationship, you know, conflict where it was like, oh, she wasn't getting the support that she needed. She wasn't getting the recognition that she needed to feel good about, you know, like all the hard work and effort that she was doing. And she wasn't creating strong boundaries. It wasn't that I was Not paying enough attention. It's just, I didn't know. She was still taking the calls or returning my calls or answering my texts. And so on one end, she's feeling frustrated because she's trying to do these other things. And on the other end, I'm just still trying to stay in connection with my friend. And I had no idea that she was starting to feel resentful or frustrated with my calling because it felt like I was. It, you know, in, invading her time or invading her space or or interrupting her thought process while she was working, and it—I just—I didn't know. It had nothing to do with me being a bad friend and being disrespectful. But I carried that for so long. I called another friend, and I just started crying. And I'm like, "Am I a terrible person? Do I not take other people's, uh, you know, feelings and and?" you know, whatever into consideration? Am I a totally inconsiderate person? And, and this other friend of mine, you know, and I'm like trying to feel this out. Like I'm not calling to be a gossip. I'm calling to process this new information about being a really insensitive person. And she was like, I don't even know where that could possibly come from. Like that is so far from the friend that you are. I couldn't, I I don't, that has to be coming from something different. Like who would even say that to you? You're actually very sensitive and very caring. And in all of the things that I've been going through, you have been a good friend to me. You've been amazing. You've been a good listener. And so it was like, I had to get all those affirmations again. Um, and I had to work through it, but you know, it, it would have been so much better for me if in real time I would have been able to say, okay, she is struggling and she is feeling these emotions what does that say about what she's going through and, and stop listening for what it means about me. Okay. And so that's what I just want to talk about is in um, a lot of this, if you, if this is interesting to you or you want to find more about it, you can go to um, I wrote it down cause I didn't want to mess it up. The dark side of the light chasers. Okay. That's a book that I read. It's by a woman named Debbie Ford and I listened to it on podcast or not a podcast on audible. Um, and, and there, I mean, it was kind of hard to listen to part of it on audible because they do have you do some exercises and I wish I could go back and I don't know, I guess I'm a big reader. I'm a voracious reader and I love reading it, but doing podcasts and painting at the same time, like that's how I, or audible that's my favorite way to do things is to paint while listening. So anyway, so that's that. a lot of what I Experienced would have been a better experience for me had I been able to use what I learned from this book. Um, you know, about I don't know, it was maybe about a year ago that I read this book, and it was just like mind-blowing, mind-shifting um, in the way that I was able to see things. And so, you know, if you are having an emotional response from the way other people are people are living or experiencing their life, and it's causing something within you stop putting that person as your reason for disappointment, your reason for frustration, your reason for anger, your reason for sadness, like what your reason for jealousy, like whatever it is that you're experiencing, take them out of the picture and get right with yourself and say, where is this coming from? Why am I responding this way? If what they're doing in their life has no effect on me and my life, why do I care about this? Okay. So, um, oh man, uh, create some boundaries in your life. Like if people are, you know, if you're having an, an, an emotional response and you're blowing up at someone and you're saying things like you are this and you are that, and I feel this way, like Maybe take a minute to look inside yourself before you call someone else out and just say, is this really something that they're doing or is there something that I'm missing for myself? Do I not have a boundary here that is causing me to feel disrespected? Do I not have an expectation that I communicated clearly and therefore I'm feeling like they are not supporting me because I didn't ask for them to do XYZ. You know, where is it that you need support or recognition? Where do you need to feel respected? And how can you create some boundaries around that for yourself? So um, that's what I was talking about today. And I don't know, I guess there's certain boundaries that we all have to break within ourselves. um, As far as like shutting our like, how do I say it? if you suffer from the disease to please, which I don't, right? So there are people who suffer from this and they just like, they love to make other people happy. And that's a good thing to a point where then it's like, now you are self-sabotaging and you're suffering because you're unwilling to say no to things that are not right for you because you have disease to please. And then what happens if you want or need something from somebody else and they are unable or unwilling to do it, or it's just like, no, that doesn't feel right for me. Like that's not something I'm willing to take on at this time. And, and if that really upsets you and bothers you and you're like, what a brat, they're not doing what I want them to do. What is, what does that feel like? If you were to say instead, um, she communicated some strong boundaries and was unwilling to do something that I wanted her to do. Does it really upset me because I maybe am a little bit jealous that she can just say no and not feel guilty about it and not hold her um, self accountable for things that, don't feel right for her? Is there something that I would love to be able to release of having that disease to please within myself? And, and instead of saying like, oh, she lives for herself and she she does what she wants and doesn't care about anybody else. Is there something within you that wishes you could have a little bit of that? And maybe, And maybe you could learn how to say no to things that don't feel right. Or maybe you just learn how to lean in and ask yourself, am I meant to do this? Does this feel right for me? Does this serve a purpose in my life? You know, there is a time when you, you, um, you know, want to sacrifice your own time or your own, you know, sacrifice something for somebody else. Um, do it if it feels right. Like, but if it's a suffer, if it causes you to feel like you're suffering, then there's a better person fit to do that job or, you know, do that task or I don't know provide that service I don't know like sacrifice doesn't have to mean to be suffering like if you want to give up some of your time and give up some of your um, your freedoms to do something for somebody else um, if you're not doing it in the right place of your heart of doing it because you desire to serve in that way but you feel like you have to do it because you should and because you can that doesn't mean that it's you know, Or doesn't mean you actually should because the mom guilt that comes from what you think you can do and what you could do isn't necessarily what you're supposed to do. So ask yourself, is this for me? Can someone else do it? Or, you know, is this just something I can say no to and just, like, move on and not feel guilty? Um, I don't know. So... Um, that's it. That's all I have for you today. I hope you're enjoying these. Drop me a comment on my Facebook page or on my Instagram page. When I show, when I release that, um, I've got like a, I don't know. How do you say I've got a graphic. I don't even know what I'm doing. You guys like I'm trying to put this podcast and I want to know who's listening. So if you're listening, I have to figure out a way to hear from you that you're listening. So I'm going to create something like that. Maybe I'll create a thread on my Facebook page, um, so that you can comment below. That's a great idea, Nicole. You should do that. <laughs> there we go. I just thought myself through this process. Okay, I'm going to create a thread for uh, releasing the fear of judgment, suffering from the disease to please, and setting boundaries. And I want to know if any of these things are things that you've worked through in your own life, or if you want to work through them, I want to know, and I want to hear about it. So if you're listening to this, go over to that thread and uh, leave a comment and and leave, leave a story or whatever, or if it's very personal, uh, you can send me a private message and I will reply back. So that's it. Have a great day and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Head on over to NicoleHerring.com to read the whole story. The good, the bad, and the ugly. It's all in there. Plus, you'll find links for Instagram, Facebook, and info on how you can rediscover your passion and reconnect with your soul, even if you're a mom. Emerge from the Fog is available on Amazon, so go check it out. In the meantime, have a dance party, take a walk, or take a nap. Because the secret to getting your mojo back in your motherhood is self-care. Your family deserves the best of everything, mama, including the best version of you.